This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. We want a nominee who will beat Donald Trump. But also, also keep Nancy Pelosi the Speaker of the House. Win back the United States Senate. If that's what you want, join us. And if you want a nominee who's a Democrat, a lifelong Democrat, a proud Democrat, an Obama-Biden Democrat, join us. All right, welcome back. Mike Smith in for Simi today is the happy voice of Joe Biden, big winner on Super Tuesday last night. Of course, the former U.S. Vice President under Barack Obama seeking the Democratic nomination for president. I guess you got to call him the comeback kid here because it was looking pretty good there for Bernie Sanders, but Biden had a good night last night. It ain't over yet, but maybe we're getting closer to writing a final chapter here. Okay, we got our panel assembled. Michael Tobe is a columnist with Troy Media. He is a former speechwriter for former Prime Minister Stephen Harper. Michael, thanks for coming on. Oh, my pleasure, Mike. Okay, also on the line is uh, Professor Alan Sachs. He's a a political science prof at the University of Texas. Alan, it's nice to talk to you again. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Okay, I appreciate it, guys. Michael, let me go to your first, your take on Super Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right from your intro. Uh, Basically, Joe Biden, who was the original frontrunner for the Democrats and then slipped very badly and was sort of on life support for a few weeks, has now kind of moved himself back into the the frontrunner spot by winning. I was just looking at the updates because Maine and California have now both been declared. He won 10 of the 14 Super Tuesday uh, states, including the second biggest one, which is Texas, whereas Bernie Sanders ended up with four, and he got the largest, which is California. But because of the way California's primary sort of digs around with its math, in the end, after all is said and done, Joe Biden is going to be ahead by a certain number of delegates and now has all the momentum, or Joe-mentum, if you want, to sort of move along and now, I think, sort of really regain himself. So it's amazing having won South Carolina by a huge margin and then the various endorsements that he got in succession from Pete Buttigieg and uh, Amy Klobacher when they both dropped out, and as well as Beto O'Rourke in Texas, all that together combined, Joe Biden is now heavily in the lead. Okay, Alan Sachs, you're in the great state of Texas today at the University of Texas. Give me your thoughts on the results. I think it's far from being over. Mm. Uh, I believe what happened, and this is uh, no surprise to a lot of people, is that the Democratic establishment, including President Obama, I can't prove it, but I bet you President Obama's uh, signature is all over this. Uh, they called um, Senator Klobuchar of Minnesota and uh, Pete uh, I can never get his last Buddha, name right. Buddha Judge. Of uh, Indiana. Yeah. And they said, look, we'll make you a deal. You drop out of the race. You've done good. And we will help you get any cabinet position that maybe you like. And I think mm. that was the deal. They dropped out. And uh, I think that, that, the, that the deal is in. Uh, it worked. Uh, President Obama, uh, I think, has his hand all over this. And uh, I can't prove it, but I think it, behind the scenes is exactly what happened. Okay. Michael, what do you think of that? No, I'm afraid I don't agree. I'm, I, I certainly don't disagree that there are 
senior Democrats behind the scenes who are working on various things. Look, if I lived in the United States, I'd be a Republican, so I'm obviously not linked with this party, and I don't know all the players. But, yes, are, is there, are there machinations that go on behind the scenes, as the good professor has said? Yes, he's absolutely right. I, I completely agree. Do I think that Barack Obama's hands are behind it? No, I don't, I don't have any proof of that. And whether Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, or, or others eventually end up with cabinet positions, yes, there are going to be discussions like that. I mean, certainly Republican presidential candidates talk with individuals, people they ran against, or people who are senior or even junior people that they feel could actually, you know, improve their standing or enhance the ca- their cabinet to some degree. All those discussions are held. But no, I think basically right now what's happening is that the establishment is coalescing around Joe Biden. Yeah. But again, they had the, the problem that Bernie Sanders still has a lot of supporters, a fair bit of money using the old Howard Dean technique to get a couple bucks from people here and there and sort of build it along. But no, I, I don't think there's any grand, uh, I wouldn't call it conspiracy, but grand scheme behind the, behind the okay. things going on. Okay, well, I think uh, Biden clearly has the momentum now. I think he will be the nominee. Alan, I, I take your point. You think you don't think it's over yet, but let, let's say Biden does become the nominee. Do you think he can beat Donald Trump? No, I, I don't think he can. I, there are, uh, President, uh, President Trump is the ultimate campaigner, and he's not shy about going after him. Uh, pre- uh, Vice President Biden, call him the former vice president, uh, is the best person to preserve President Obama's legacy. That's why I, I nourished um, the uh, the issues I talked about earlier. President Obama wants his legacy intact. And he knows that President uh, a President Biden can give it to him much more than a President Trump, who has already tried to criticize him a lot. So I don't think it's over by a long shot. Uh, I don't think Bernie Sanders is going to get the nomination. There's an outside chance that this could be what is called a broker convention uh, in uh, uh, July, I believe, of this year in in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where the Democrats are going to meet. And it's a slim possibility, but it could be a great drama where somebody else will be looked at. Uh, I think that's what Elizabeth Warren is is thinking about. Maybe they'll turn to her in a broker Mm. convention. Okay, Michael. Or it could be Hillary Clinton. Michael, can Hillary Clinton? You gotta be kidding me, Michael. Do you do you think uh, any can any of these candidates beat Trump? Can anybody beat him? No, I don't either. I agree with Alan. Uh, Absolutely not. Um, I certainly think that Joe Biden is in the best position to give him a real run for his money, um, but I don't think that anyone can necessarily beat him. Trump is an enigma. You know, he has an enormous machine. He is a populist in many ways. He sort of melds various roles. You know, he, he's a Republican in name only, quite frankly. He's not much of a conservative or a Republican, but he uses certain right-leaning ideas and philosophies to his advantage to get a lot of stalwarts on side. And obviously, he appeals to a lot of American voters when he talks directly to them, much like his strategy in 2016 when he spoke to the Rust Belt region and sort of t- talked about, you know, feeling your pain, the us versus them strategy, you know, the the nameless people, et cetera, et cetera. He knows how to sort of press certain buttons and get people's support on various things. But I think that Alan is also correct that the way things are going, although I believe Biden has momentum, I don't know if he necessarily has enough by the time they get to the finish line to avoid a broker convention. I think that is actually a very likely scenario. 
But the way things currently stand, especially the way the superdelegates are going to look at things after the first ballot, where obviously nobody will be declared, it would then go to a second ballot where everyone is spread apart and can do what they want. Again, much like 2016, I think that the Bernie Sanders group is going to look at the superdelegates and start fuming because they are heavily A, part of the establishment, and B, wants someone like a Biden, who they perceive to be a centrist that matches up well against Donald Trump in November. That would be their basically their choice. Okay, I I get the impression. I think that Biden will win this nomination, and I actually give him, I I think, a better chance to beat Trump than than you guys are giving him. I I think that Biden has the potential to to connect with African-American voters and, and leverage that vote. And also connect with some of those disenfranchised voters in the Rust Belt states that that Trump picked up last time. And if they're still feeling uh, a little bit left out of the economic equation, I think maybe Biden has got a better chance to to connect with them than Hillary Clinton did. Alan, why do you think think Trump is unbeatable at this point? I do. Uh, The reason why is that uh, Vice President Biden uh, presents himself as somebody that can uh, bring character and uh, end corruption if there is any in the White House, uh, and I don't believe there really is, uh, but if there is, he's presenting himself as sort of the white horse candidate. But there's a lot of stuff in, pre- in, in Vice President Biden's past that President yeah. Trump is going to bring up. His son, Hunter Biden, was, yeah. a, was at the center of controversy just several months ago. President Trump's going to bring that back. And there's some information by some people that have written some books, always somebody writing a book, that uh, Vice President Biden does not have the cleanest hands either. He presents himself in that way, but he's been uh, involved in a, a variety of things okay. that President Trump is going to utilize against him. So Mike, I think he said he, he, he'll, he'll, he'll beat him up pretty well. Michael, what do you think about Biden's baggage there? Is that a problem? Uh, Biden's baggage is an enormous problem. It's been a problem for the past few months, and you can see it based on not just media coverage, but with the way that the average American is looking at it. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily everybody is going to start rushing towards Trump because of what's been discussed, but there are enough questions about Joe Biden and his son Hunter that exist that obviously are going to be very troubling. The Republican Party, or the GOP in general, is going to obviously act like a war machine. They're going to throw out as many ads and other things that they can do to continue to emphasize this point. I agree with you, Mike, however, that Joe Biden obviously has some strong core constituencies, including black Americans. There's no question of that. But I think that a lot of the other things as well, including in the Rust Belt region, I still think that someone like a Joe Biden, even though he obviously has worked under the theory of, shall we say in a different way, following the Reagan Democrat model to try and maintain core support amongst blue-collar workers and others. We know the technique and the style that he's going to use, Mike, but ultimately Donald Trump can match him on that level. And in spite of all the insanity and the crazy tweets and the silly things that he says from time to time, that most political prognosticators and political commentators and political analysts would just have them pulling out their hair. I may be one of them as well. At the same time, that, method, that, that style seems to actually resonate very well and works very well with the average American voter. I think you can just okay. see a replication of 2016, a very tight race, very close. He might even lose the popular vote, but when it comes to the all-important electoral college, 
I think someone like a Donald Trump continues to have the advantage. Okay, guys, it's going to be a barn burner for sure, and I, I'm looking forward to following it with you. Thanks a lot to both of you Thank for you. coming on with your analysis. Thank you, Alan. That is Michael Tobe, Troy Media columnist. He's a used to be the speechwriter for former Prime Minister Stephen Harper. Alan Sachs, he's a political science professor. We reached him today at the University of Texas. 